On January 21st, 1979, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Dallas Cowboys 35-31 to in Super Bowl XIII. The game's most valuable player was Terry Bradshaw, the Steelers' quarterback. Less than a month after the game, Bradshaw made a guest appearance on stage with country singer Larry Gatton at a concert in Bradshaw's hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana. Bradshaw had been a high school football star there, as well as a great college quarterback for Louisiana Tech University. When Bradshaw, then 30 years old, took the stage, he was stunned and deeply hurt by the overwhelming booze from the crowd. He couldn't understand why everyone was booing him. Bradshaw was a hometown boy, but he forgot that his most recent win in the Super Bowl was against the Cowboys, the most popular team in Shreveport. Today's gospel is about another 30-year-old superstar who's shunned by his own people. To understand this lesson, we need to look at earlier verses where Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd and us as his sheep. The gospel story takes place in winter. However, the Greek word for winter used in the story implies that a cold rain was falling as Jesus walked into the temple. Jesus may have been hurrying to get out of the bad weather. The area of the temple where Jesus enters was called the Portico of Solomon. The location was old and historic. It was where Solomon built the original temple about 1,000 years earlier. When Jesus walked into this area, the Jews who gathered around him were likely high-ranking members of the synagogue. We can wonder whether they planned to confront Jesus at this location because it was historically sacred or because they believed they had Jesus cornered on their home turf. These people questioned Jesus about whether he was the Messiah. They asked for a yes or no answer. If Jesus told them directly that he was the Messiah, that could be used as evidence to kill him. Jesus avoids this trap by telling the crowd that his work showed them who he was. Remember, by this time, Jesus had healed the sick, given sight to the blind, fed crowds, and raised people from death. Jesus refers to his analogy of the sheep by telling these people that they do not believe because they have chosen to not listen to him and to not belong to his flock. Then Jesus says that his sheep follow him, and to them he gives eternal life. The Greek words that Jesus uses when he grants them eternal life are those used by royalty or other high authority when granting gifts to others. By using these words, Jesus gives yet another indication that he is the king of kings. Although Jesus will not answer the crowd's questions with a yes or no, Jesus clearly presents himself as the Messiah, but they have rejected him. By the way, I don't pretend, I don't pretend to know Greek, but Google Translate does. <laughs> Jesus tells these leaders that they hear only what they want to hear. They refuse to accept that Jesus is the Messiah, even with all of his miracles. Instead, they've trained themselves to hear and believe that Jesus was a fraud. This reminds me of a story of a man and a woman walking down a busy New York street. The woman in the story mentions that she heard the sound of a cricket. The man asked, How could you hear the sound of a cricket on a busy New York street? Well, answered the woman, I'm an entomologist. I'm trained to listen for the sound of insects. She then opened her purse and tossed a half-dollar coin on the busy sidewalk. 
After hearing the sound of the coin strike the sidewalk, many people turned and attempted to grab the coin as it rolled. See, she said, people have the ability to hear anything if they've trained themselves that way. The question I'm asking today is what have we trained ourselves to hear and to do when we, as Christ's disciples on earth, react to daily events and to others in our lives? Do we hear Jesus or do we hear what we want to hear? And do we do what we want to do? Earlier in the gospel, Jesus talks about what it means to be a sheep, what it means to be his followers. Jesus explains that sheep follow their master's voice. But what does it mean to be a sheep in the kingdom of God and follow Jesus' voice? When I was younger, my family would play a game at dinner called Favorites. We would go around the table and say our favorite colors, sports, songs, or TV shows. When asked to name our favorite animal, a popular response was horse, dog, bear, or maybe a dolphin. I don't recall sheep ever being mentioned. A sheep is not bold and is not very smart. It is a follower, not a leader. So what does it mean to be a sheep following Jesus? Does Jesus want us to be like a sheep in every way? Well, let's remember how Jesus conducts himself in our lesson today. He doesn't back down from the leaders of the temple. Instead, he strongly confronts these people. As Jesus is obedient sheep, Jesus expects us to follow his example and to be strong with conviction and to be without denial, just as he was to those who did not believe in him. Although we are to be sheepish in following Jesus, we should be like lions in our strength, our courage, and our faith in God in spreading Christianity in our world. And there is yet one more lesson in today's gospel about what it means to be a sheep in the kingdom of God. Throughout his life, Jesus gave us examples of how we should act and behave. In today's gospel, Jesus shows us how to face rejection. You may have had rejections in your life. Maybe you didn't get the job you wanted or accepted into the college you liked. Maybe you were fired from your job or failed a class in school. Maybe you were forgotten by friends or abandoned by your family or spouse. Jesus' rejection in the temple ultimately leads to him being sentenced to death. But through all of this rejection, Jesus continues to preach about forgiveness and acceptance for anyone who wants to join his flock. His point is that he came to earth as a Messiah for everyone who follows him, regardless of race or nationality, and regardless of their past sins. All Jesus requires is that you follow him as a sheep in his flock. This invitation is open to everyone, even those who have lived their lives outside of the church. In our daily life, and especially within these walls, we should learn from Jesus to accept new sheep into the family of God. We should train ourselves to hear his voice, not the voices we want to hear. But what does it mean to accept people into Jesus' flock, particularly if they are not like us? If a dirty, smelly, homeless person sat down in the pew next to you, do you shake his or her hand during the greeting of peace, or do you turn away? Do you greet and welcome them after the service? If you disapprove of someone at work or school, do you walk away? Do you get even for some sin against you? Or do you, like Jesus, look past the sin and see the person as a brother or sister in Christ, a forgiven sinner like you? And which attitude on your part is more likely to help bring people into Christ's flock? In the 37 years following Super Bowl 13, Terry Bradshaw has lived a famous life as a football player 
and later as a TV pregame broadcaster. His life has also been turbulent. The quarterback now admits he lived an unchristian life that, de that destroyed three marriages. Only recently, Bradshaw found Christ again. He openly speaks of his renewed relationship. He says he felt isolated and rejected by his Christian friends due to his actions that led to three divorces. He didn't feel welcomed or accepted in the church or elsewhere by people who said they were Christians. And he turned his back on Christ, in part because of good people like us. As Christians, we need to remember that we joined the flock as sinners and got the blessing of joining, not because of what we did, but because of what Jesus did. We must try to live our lives as forgiven sinners, and that means boldly forgiving and accepting others. It is you and me who are the face of Christ to Christians and non-Christians in today's world. If people see Christ through us, then through the Holy Spirit they may come to join Jesus' flock. We need to learn to accept and forgive regardless of whether they are like Tim Tebow who prays to God every time he scores a touchdown and goes to church every Sunday, or struggling brothers like Terry Bradshaw. Through our actions, we need to fill the church with new members of Jesus' flock. All people who accept the gift of Christ can have eternal life, even if they are Pittsburgh Steelers or their fans.